being good at the thing that you're good at. I'm all for like, you know, if you say that you're going to shoot weddings, then only shoot weddings. The reason I say that is because the more that you do it, of course, you, the more that you're going to, or the faster that you're going to get better at it. But you also understand the nuances of those particular industries as well as the work that they're looking for. Knowing exactly what they needed to actually grow their business. Welcome to the Grant Owen Podcast, where we explore the world of entrepreneurship. Join us as we dive into the nitty-gritty of what it takes to start, grow, and scale a successful business. We're on a mission to share our experiences, failures, insights, and advice with others. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneurial journey, or you're looking to take your business to the next level, tune in and join the conversation about what it takes to succeed in the world of business. We going Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Young and Driven Podcast. I'm your host, Grant. And as always, my goal is to help one person. I don't need this to be liked and subscribed to by a thousand people or anything else. I just want one person who's listening to this to get value and learn something. And my preference is that if you're, if you're listening to me and Rashad talk, um, that if something impacts you and you can think of one other person that would be benefited by it, that they'd get that value from it, that, that would impact them, please just send it to them. I don't ask for likes. I don't don't need your five-star rating. I don't need any of that. Send it to one person that needs to hear this because I guarantee you there's going to be value here for that person. So thank you so much for giving your time and listening. Rashad, thanks for joining me, dude. Um, I appreciate you coming on. I I DM'd you a couple. So here's here's our our interaction, and this is not common. Uh, You came up on my Discover page, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I liked... First off, I loved your aesthetic, loved your vibe, and I liked the way you were talking about things. I liked the way you were structuring it, and I was like, you know what? This mm-hmm. dude, I, I, can, I can sense genuineness from a mile away, uh, and I was like, I like, I like your genuine nature, and it's rare in creatives. And so I was like, you know what? It looks like you have such a diverse skill set, and you have a, such a unique mission uh, to, to grow this agency to what you want to grow it mm-hmm. to. I think talking about the process of where you've been, um, and talking about where you're headed, I just think there's a lot of value for me personally because I know very little about you, transparently. Okay, so I, okay. all these questions are all these questions are coming like from a genuine place. But I think I would just like That's love to hear your thoughts on on this space. So just thanks um, for being with me. Appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. I definitely appreciate you having. Me. Like I said, this was very it was very random, but I was like, okay, well, we here now, so let's do it. So <laughs> let's do it. Sweet. Sweet. So, I'll make yeah, it worth so your time. I, I, I'll make it worth your time. I appreciate you having me up here. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so the the place I want to start is uh, is actually I saw you posted a, a little bit over a month ago that you got baptized. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. What was that like? Was that a long time coming? Is that a recent thing? Is that like baptism is a big deal? So like, what was that like? Yeah. So so I work in a church. Uh, one of my clients is a church, so I'm there every Sunday. And I've been there for probably like the last uh, right before COVID. Um, so I do all the social media content for the church. So anything that happens, I'm normally in the person that kind of shoots it. Um, so there's been, there have been years of, you know, me seeing people get baptized and me seeing people have these, um, for lack of a better word, like transformation moments. And every time I see them, I would get like a little bit emotional. Like church for me is like a very emotional place. Um, so and I'm the type of person, like, when I first started working there, like, I was, you know, raised in a religious household, but I, at that time, I wasn't super religious. Um, so me going there kind of get me on the path of, like, you know, 
fellowshipping, like actually like spending time, like talking to like people within the church, you know, talking to the pastor, yeah, um, talking to, you know, just people in, and not necessarily having like a, a quote unquote Christian relationship, but just having just a regular relationship, talking about sports, talking about music, talking about whatever. Um, so yeah, the time came like early this year. I was like, you know what, you know, I wouldn't mind getting baptized. And I told the person I pretty much like report to, and he was like, okay. He's like, if you want to do it, I can make it happen. Um, so he hit up the person that's in charge of that. She pulled me aside like the, the next day. And then she's like, hey, you know, we can do it on this day. She's like, you want to join the church too? I'm like, uh, sure. So I went through the whole like new members class. <laughs> and then uh, and then like the following month, I got baptized. It was a very, I wouldn't necessarily say transformation because I still feel like I'm the same person, but it was a very uh, powerful moment. Like I was the first guy that had, you know, guys and uh, girls. Um, so probably about seven of us getting baptized. So, um, I had like all my friends and family there. So it was a very like just mm. powerful moment for me. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I was, I was just yeah. curious cause it was like you, you, you were sharing like, I want to be, I want to be like, I want to show some, something of substance here. And I was like, that's super, super cool. And that's super fresh. So I was like, I have to ask about it. Cause first off, welcome to the family. Welcome to the, the family of God. It's so, it's, yes, I'm so yes, glad yes. when people get baptized because it's such a, it's such a fun thing to celebrate and to hear your story. What, what's it like working as a creative that probably wasn't super religious at the time, mm. but deciding, okay, I'm going to work for a church. What's that like? Cause a lot of people's experiences for working for churches are negative or it's like unpaid or it's like an intern. Like, what was that like? Um, so my experience has been pretty, pretty good. Um, so the church that I work for, they are, they're not a mega church, but they're probably like in that tier right underneath that, where it's like, uh, they're a pretty large church. They probably have like, you know, 500 members, something like that. Um, so I, I used to like be into like calisthenics art. And so the guy that I used to train with, he's the son of the pastor of the church that I actually, you know, work at. So I did a video for him that was actually, fire um so he's like yo my dad <laughs> they could they could really use your services at our church um Love. so he brought me in and then at first they had me just doing little very little stuff um and then that kind of you know translated to me you know pretty much me bringing them excuse me them bringing me on on a more like a contractor basis um and then it just kind of evolved from there but um just my experience at the church is gone from um the church doing the, the bare minimum or the, the, yeah, the bare minimum as far as like they're streaming on Sundays, um, they're streaming the events, but as far as like creative content, there's something they weren't really doing. Um, so I kind of brought yeah. that element of like, all right, let's do some more creative stuff. Let's do some more like documentary style stuff. Let's do some like more TikTok fun, you know, stuff just to kind of put yeah. on the, you know, social media pages and, you know, with you know, there's been some ups and downs in that whole process, but overall, it's been you know a pretty you know wonderful experience. Um, and just trying to get people outside of their comfort zone because it's a, a Baptist church, so they're used to kind of you know doing things a certain way. So trying to tell the stories of the people of the church has been exciting, um, as well as just kind of you know positioning the church in a, a new and unique way has been fun as well. So love it. So yeah, it's been overall, it's been pretty good. So let's. I want to ask you some about, about some of your history. So, what, what, when did you pick up a, a camera for the first time? Um. So when did I pick up a camera? So I'm not somebody that's been technically trained or anything like that. Um. So, 
I'm gonna give you my my origin story in the shortest you know time possible. So yeah, I went to I, like uh, I went I went to college for business administration. Uh, discontinued after three years, and then I felt like hey, I needed to do something. Um, so um, I was good at marketing when I was in school. I'm good at psychology, which is a big part of marketing. If people don't know that. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I want to do marketing. I want to, you know, help people grow on social media. And this is when, like, like so I'm 37. So this is when, like, Facebook and MySpace and Twitter and all that kind of just first started to pop off. Um, so I first started out doing uh, marketing for music artists. And this was pretty much just kind of helping music artists get in their songs and projects on, like, blog sites. That's kind of, like, around that era. Um then after probably about two or three years, I realized that artists didn't have money and I didn't really believe in being a starving artist for the most part. Um, and so then I picked up a camera and my first couple of years were very fresh um, just because I wasn't really <laughs> good. And then, and, um, then um, after, you know, a couple of years, I started to get a little bit better and kind of, you know, around... 2016 is when I went full time and then around like 2018, 19 is when I started to get really good and then COVID hit and then that kind of, you know, expedited everybody's, you know, workflow and everything. So, and that kind of brought me to us here today. Love. Yeah. Love it. Well, so yeah, tell me, tell me about what was, when did you decide, okay, I'm going to go from picking up a camera and trying, when did you decide to go from that to being like, I actually want to make a legitimate business and actually make a lot of money doing this? Probably when I first started out, like I said, I really wholeheartedly don't believe in being a starving artist. Like, and I have, I have a wife, I have a, a child, I have a mortgage, I have like very adult bills, like that need to, you know, be covered every month. So I didn't really have time to kind of, you know, wait around or, you know, do stuff for opportunities. I mean, I still do stuff for opportunities, but do stuff for a look or anything like that. Um, so, um, so when I first picked up the camera, I used to, you know, I started off doing like, the the basic things that, you know, videographers do, like I did events, um, I did, uh, you know, quick little photo shoots, model photo shoots, um, stuff like that. Um, and then I was bringing home probably like a little bit of money. Like I was working a, a day job at the time. I worked at, at a, a help desk for a credit card. Um, and I hated that through and through. Um, but I, can imagine. I was making a little bit of money. Like I was making probably about, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred a month. And I was like, okay, well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm thinking I'm kind of killing it. Um, and then, you know, once I kind of left my job um, and went like all in, is when I was like, you know what, I really need to kind of scale this business and kind of do it the right way and, you know, really make a, a nice size living with the work that I'm doing. So, like I said, to answer your question, um, that was pretty much an immediate thought, but it just took me, you know, five, six years to kind of get to a, a good place in that. Yeah. What uh? What would you recommend to people? So like, there's that people that are saying like, "Yep, uh, fifteen hundred month of income, additional side hustle income." That's basically what it mm-hmm. is, side hustle income. Right. Uh, sounds great. But uh, what's a way? What's a way from someone to get to that point to a point where they're charging ten and they're making ten twenty k a month, doing the thing they love, doing the thing they're an expert in? What's the differentiating factor between those two people? Is it experience? Is it a specific style? Is it a specific? Is it a specific type of client? Like what's how can someone get to that point faster? For me, it's a couple of things. Uh, just from my experience, um, I would have to say is being good at the thing that you're good at. And then I know that might sound kind of cryptic, mm. but 
Um, a lot of people who pick up a camera, they try to do a little bit of everything. But I'm all for like, mm. you know, if you say that you're going to shoot weddings, then only shoot weddings. Or if you say you're doing documentaries, mm. only shoot documentaries. Or if you're saying, hey, I'm only doing like, you know, branding content for, you know, small businesses or what have you, then only focus on that. Um, the reason I say that is because um, the more that you do it, of course, you, the more that you're going to or the faster that you're going to get better at it. But you also understand the nuances of those particular industries as well as the work that they're looking for. Um, an example of that is uh, a couple of months ago, I had a client who has a, a mental health um, company. They reached out to me and asked me, you know, do work um, to do like a commercial and some more content for them. Um, I, like I said, I upsold mm -hmm. them on doing more than just one commercial. Um, but I, I was able to upsell them by knowing exactly what they needed to actually grow their business. So when I upsold them on the work, I'll be able to say like, hey, you need a video kind of showcasing, you know, the pain points of your clientele. You need to be able to showcase, uh, you know, what clients get, the services that you offer. Instead of just saying, you know, hey, we're going to do a commercial and we can do whatever you want. But I was actually able to give them, you know, reasons why they should be able to, you know, use this particular content for their business. So, yeah. um, so that's probably yeah. the first thing I would say, um, finding ways of packaging up services. I'm a big, uh, believer in just packaging up services that your clients need. Um, that way you can make yep. more of an impact in their business, but also, um, make a little bit more money. Like I said, um, when I first started out, I was doing like $500 videos, uh, $400 videos. Um, and now, um, my starter package is, uh, 1500. Um, and then it just kind of yep. grows from there. Um, so those are, those two are probably my major thing. And actually, um, a thing that I can't forget about is just having a personal brand. Um, even when I didn't have a personal brand, I was still putting myself out there. I was still doing behind the scenes of my shoots and everything. Um, and that way people can kind of, you know, paint you as like a, a subject matter expert in your field because they actually see, you know, you're the one that's actually doing the work. Um, so those yeah. are definitely like my top three as far as how to actually grow your business in a pretty, you know, quick fashion. Yeah. I love that. Um, what is, what's your goals with your personal brand? Because you're, you're, you're vocal on it. Your brand right now is you want to, you want to show the step-by-step -step process to get a seven figure agency. Um, mm -hmm. so with that in mind, how does personal brand influence that? What? How how do you transition from I'm a creative, I'm a videographer, I'm a person that, that shoots incredible videos for small businesses mm -hmm. and big businesses and individuals? Mm -hmm. How do you go from that to being like, I'm an agency owner, I'm the founder of a business? Those are two very different things. Right, right. Um, for me, as far as the, the first question, as far as the personal brand, how that kind of ties into it. Um, like I said, I believe if you have a personal brand, that kind of automatically paints you as a subject matter expert. And then I use my personal brand as a funnel to kind of bring in more clientele. Um, and so that's kind of how I, you know, position that just because the more people see my face, the more people trust in me and trust that I can actually accomplish the work that I do. And so I just use myself as the, uh, the pipeline or the, the funnel to actually bring in that clientele. Um, what was that second question one more time? Yeah, it's just like you're showing the step-by-step -step process of how to become just an individual creative uh, consultant mm -hmm. or a, uh, you know, a contractor almost to right. being an agency owner, a seven-figure agency owner. That's your goal. Mm -hmm. And and so right. what, like, you're on that process in those steps. 
like, what do you think are the barriers between where you're at now and reaching that point where you're a seven figure agency owner? Gotcha. 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 Okay. Um, I feel like my barriers right now, that's a great question. Yeah. I feel like it's a small thing. I feel like it's just being like consistent in the work. Um, that's one of the things that I've always struggled with is just being consistent. Um, um, as far as like putting out content, um, showcasing whatever it is that I'm doing, like I'll go hard for a couple of months and then I'll fall off. But like over the last six months, eight, nine months, I've been very consistent with putting out content. Um, and I feel like it's kind of like, you know, even doing the small things with a level of excellence. Um, mm. As far as, you know, how I, you know, manage my employees that I have or how I, you know, treat every single job. Um, it's just moving with a sense of excellence. Um, those are on the more so mindsetness, um, mindfulness or just mindset. Um, outside of that, I feel like it's... Um, really just kind of expanding the scope of what I do, um, going to different areas. Like, so I'm based out of Virginia, um, but just kind of expanding the scope of what I do, maybe traveling a little bit more. Those are the things that I feel like I need to do to kind of get to that particular goal. Um, and I'm not even going to lie to you. I really have no answer to that question. Like I have no <laughs> idea what it's actually going to take. I feel like there are certain things that I need to do on that I'm actually in control of that I can do now that can kind of get me to that point. But outside of that, I have no idea. I, I have it. absolutely no I idea. Think yeah, yeah. I appreciate that transparency. I think the whole point is that you have that goal in your mind. Um, do you think that often creatives sell themselves too short because sometimes people get content to the fact that they're like, okay, I'm doing the $500 projects. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned you're talking a lot. Let's dive into the starving artist aspect. Um, to the person mm -hmm. that's saying that, and they're kind of content because they're making enough to live, but they don't have vision to build the business or they don't have the desire to build the business because you're talking about something different, which is entrepreneurism. Like if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, you're hiring people, scaling people, thinking about, you know, how can I get from where I'm at now to where I want, which is to own a, a, a million dollar company. Right. Um, I... What do you, what would you challenge people that don't have that level of ambition that are content to be the starving artist that are content to do the, the lower ticket projects for a long time? What would you, how would you challenge them? Uh, because often I've, I've noticed that those people can tend to be complacent. So this answer might rub people the wrong way. I wouldn't challenge those people to do Excuse anything. Me. Like if, if you're gonna, if you're complacent, like then stay being complacent. I would much rather talk to the people who are striving for something and kind of, you know, talking mm -hmm. to those people. I don't feel like you can kind of change the, the. Uh, I feel like you can't really change what's in somebody. If somebody is complacent, then I feel like unless something drastic or dramatic happens, they're always going to be complacent. But there's always mm -hmm. another set of people who are always striving for something. They don't know. Sometimes they don't even know what it is, but they're striving for something. I would much rather talk to those people because those are the people who are hungry for the knowledge. They're hungry to kind of change their current situation. $500 for a project is never going to be enough for them. Um, that's the type of person mm -hmm. that I always was. Like I've, even when I was making $1,000, I thought like, okay, if I'm making $1,000 on this particular weekend or, you know, this week, how can I at least bump that up to 1500 by, you know, next weekend or, you know, 
or let me see how can I get to 2,000, 2,500, you know, in a month when I was first starting out. Um, now it's like, how can I get to, you know, how can I make $4,000 in the first 10 days of the month? Like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So it's always like, and this is a good and a bad thing. Like, it's definitely like makes me go crazy sometimes. But it's also like, how can I get to that next level? Like, I'm doing pretty solid right now. How can I get to that next tier of bringing in, you know, 20000 a month every month? Or how can I get to making 50000 a month? I love what you're saying. If you, you were saying. So you're saying that if someone's complacent, you can't fix that. But if someone's hungry, you can maximize that. I like that a lot. And not saying that you can't, and not saying that you can't fix it as far as somebody that's not complacent. I just personally don't believe in taking my energy to kind of help somebody become, you know, not complacent. There probably is a okay. way of doing it. I just don't know. Yeah. What uh, What was the biggest? What's been the biggest growth point for you in the last six years of doing this? that you're like, was, do you feel like there was a huge skill enhancement over the time just by putting them in the reps? Or was it like, do you feel like there was some project, some specific client, some specific thing you did that you're like, you marked it and like, yep, I, I think something changed right here where I feel so much more capable of what I'm trying to build as of right now? I think if we're talking just video skill-wise, I think the yeah. thing that probably helped me out the most um, was working with a creative that was better than me. Hmm. Um, and so probably around 2018, 19, um, I started working with my second shooter. Um, he had his own business, um, but he's just a, a overall, I can honestly say he's just an overall better creative than me. Um, and so before him, like I didn't really work with anybody directly or the people that I worked with, I was like light years better than. So I never had a chance to be able to like learn. And like I said, I didn't go to like, you know, film school or anything like that. So me picking up a camera was just me picking up a camera, going on YouTube, trying to figure out, you know, all these little things by watching thousands of videos. But once I was able to, you know, shoot something and I'll have him, you know, my guy, uh, Cap, his name is Cap, having my guy Cap on set. And he was just like, hey, you should do this or try this particular angle or use this filter or, you know, um, I have a gimbal. Oh, yeah. Like, let's try and see what it looks like with a gimbal. Um those yeah. things actually helped me become a better shooter and just kind of seeing his process of how he actually operates. Um, like he shoots with me like any, like I shoot weddings on the weekends. Um, so any wedding I shoot, he's right there with me. He just makes my weddings look better because he's, you know, he has that creative eye, but he also just by seeing him operate has made me a better shooter as well. Um, so I feel like before 2019 were like the dark ages where, I felt like my content, you know, my work was pretty trash or mid. Um, but after that is when I feel like things definitely went up a level as far as production, quality, like everything. And so I have mm. to thank him for that. Mm. Love that. Love that. And I love your humility in that too, because I think it's true. Like there's some things where it's like, we're just going to suck at it. It's it, Usually creatives are great at something in particular, but we try to do mm -hmm. it all. And it's almost like an ego thing, which prevents us from, like, right. if we just collaborated with people that had, the accent of what we need, then right, that would actually right, be right. so beneficial because not only would we learn, but we benefit from their skill set, which ends up making a better product in the end result. So I love that. I True. love the humility to admit that. Um, True. It's super, super helpful. Um, talk to me. So let's, let's dive into your personal brand a bit. I like what you're doing a lot. I like the resources and tips you're giving. 
mm-hmm. what what do you think is uh, has been a benefit to you more than just the the broad answer because like I mean consistency is a well known thing if you're consistent on social media you're just going to grow over time naturally mm-hmm. um, you're, if you show up every day it's going to grow um, right but what would you say is the differentiating factor from your stuff um, and the stuff that you think is going to like that you want to be consistent in that's going to lead to you reaching the numbers that you want to hit so you so, let me just make sure I understand the question so you said what's the what's different yeah. with the work that I'm doing uh, so let me yeah sorry that was a poor way of questioning it um, you it, we both agree that showing up every day is an essential for growing on social mm. media and growing your personal right. brand you give a lot of tips and resources what's a tip or resource that you would recommend for someone that's attempting to grow their personal brand so like what are you executing on right now that has established your growth and is going to continue your growth going forward mm, gotcha okay um for me, it was understanding the landscape first and foremost. Um, looking at you know people's content that you actually admire or that you know I actually admire. First, figure out what worked, and then after that, once you kind of see like what works, what's kind of like the the common thread with everybody, um, then it's like all right, where is a space that I can kind of interject myself at, um, and so. Like I said, I was putting out content um, and it was okay. It was it was doing all right. Um, and then I just started to kind of like tweak my content ever so often. Like every couple of videos, I like, all right, how can I do this better? Um, I didn't really like talking in front of a camera, even though I do it fairly often. But I was like, you know, if I can tell a story a little bit better, then I'll do that. And so I was like, all right, let me start doing um, voiceovers. The voiceover yep. started to, you know, do pretty good for me. I like, and it's like, it's very sustainable. I'm very big in like creating sustainable content where I don't really have to think about yep. much. I can just kind of do my own thing. Um, so I like, all right. So me telling the story of, you know, how I'm actually, you know, going for my goal is very sustainable. So let me just kind of show the behind the scenes of building a, a content agency. And this was actually even before I kind of started to tag my videos with that opening intro of I'm Rashad, I'm 37, I'm building a multi-million dollar content agency. Um, so so I was kind of putting the pieces together and then I saw a video from, it's a creator named uh, Zach Kravitz. He's in California. He's actually building a bag brand. Um, and so he said one of his videos that he's like, hey, I'm Zach, I'm 30 and I'm building a bag brand follow along on my journey. I'm like, huh, I like that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, what if I kind of tweak that and kind of showcase that myself? Um, and so once I started to do that, I knew it, I knew it was working because, um, everybody that I would come across, like just, you know, if I'm out at a party, if I'm out at a, a friend's gathering, if I'm at church, people will come to me and be like, hey, this Rashad, he's 37, he's building a multi-million dollar content agency. <laughs> um, and so I, I love it. Yeah, so it was kind of crazy. Like, um, and it would be like the most random people ever would come up to me and say that. So I'm like, huh, I might be onto something. Um, and so those are the, th- and so even with that, Another thing that I feel like kind of stood out about that whole thing was I'm a person that's not afraid of being transparent. Um, like I did a video around Christmas time where like 
creators know like around like the holidays is when things start to like really slow up. And my daughter is one. And last year, like my wife had to, you know, get all the Christmas toys, um, all the Christmas presents, because by the time Christmas came, I was kind of tapped out of money. Um, and so I did a video about that and then it, it did pretty good on like Instagram and, you know, um, Instagram and TikTok. And so from that point, I was like, that's kind of the place that I need to be at. Like, if I'm going to showcase this journey, then I also need to showcase like the very real upside as well as the downside of trying to build this mm -hmm. company. Um, instead of yeah. just showcasing, you know, the the nice cars or the house or the vacations, I need to show like, all right, you know, my bank account is negative $100 right now. What do I need to do to kind of get that back right? Or... Um, Mm -hmm. Or I haven't been able to kind of hang out with my friends because I, I work all the time and how that's, you know, taking a toll on me personally or me and my wife haven't had date night in two or three months. And this is the toll that is taken on our marriage. Um, so I feel like that was the kind of moment or the shift where it all came together. Like, all right, so I need to, you know, as an older creative I even stand out like I'm 37. Most of the creators yeah. now feel like they're 12 years old. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like wrong. a much I feel like a much older person in the space. So I feel like even just kind of giving my story from that vantage point is something that's slightly yeah. different as well. So I just yep. tried to find all the things that made me stand out while also doing the things that just work across the board. And that's kind of yeah. like helped me out a lot. Well, let's walk, let's walk through it. So walk me through that. Let's get very, very tactical. I'm curious. I'm okay. going to steal this. I like your idea. Okay. I'm going to, because I want to test. I love, I, when I find something, again, I found that video, same thing. I'm a shot. I'm 37. Mm -hmm. I'm building it. I was like, that's awesome. Engage with the story. There's a narrative. Right. It's different. Right, it's a different style, and then aesthetically it worked out great. But like, to be honest, you're highlighting the same thing that you've highlighted for your. You, you say you highlight for your clients, which is that the story is what's relevant. You can right. video it out your ass all day long. <laughs> we can right. make we can make the most fire videos for whatever. But if we don't highlight a pain point or a narrative that people connect with, there's zero mm -hmm. point. Um, so walk me through. You're saying like you you saw that that connected with people, and I think. Um, First off, you just have an, uh, an awesome, uh, like, o like over overlay voice. It's just like a you're very deep. <laughs> it's like it's very it's like it's like an awesome voice for it. But Appreciate it. Do, what do you do? So you have do you just use your B roll, and then you're like, you know what? I'm gonna try to create a narrative based on this B roll that I shot or this project that I did, and then I'm gonna slap a bunch of these things together, and then I'm gonna go with a different narrative because you you have the same like intro, and then sometimes you go with like a different. Right. A so, different okay, direction so, for the rest of it. So this is the part of these conversations I like. I Educate like me. I, so, here, here, yeah. So, so give me, give me, like, give me this because this I'm going to steal this. You're gonna like. Okay. By the time this episode comes out, I will have tested this and we'll see if it we'll see if it works for me or it doesn't. Maybe I suck at it, but but we'll see. Okay. I feel like it. I feel like it will work for you. Okay. So this is what I do. So um, anytime that I'm shooting or anytime I'm doing like any work with a client, I have two cameras. So the one I'm shooting with, yep. I'll be shooting with that, of course. But then I have another camera on the tripod catching me actually like the behind the scenes of that. Um, yeah. And so once I have, you know, say I'm doing a real estate video and I'm shooting something with a client, I'll take that footage and then I'll, you know, once I feel like I have enough footage to kind of tell like 
some story, then I would normally just script out my story. And so my script is, I have it on my um, my iPhone notes, and I'll go in and say, all right, this is, I'll start it off with the 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 first thing that the hook out the gate. So I have my 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 intro. I'm shot on 37. I'm building a multi-million dollar content agency. And then the the line right, right. after that is a hook. So it could be, um, it could be, which is so backwards, by the way. It's so backwards right. to have your hook be after your intro. Because I almost always, whenever someone's like, "Hi, my name is this," and I'm doing, I'm like, "Stop doing that. I hate that. Can't do that." But right. When you do the voiceover. It's different because it's more cinematic for a short form context. So it's like, right, it's not right. what you expect. It doesn't, versus if you're like, hi, I'm doing this. And if yeah. you want to learn about it, it's like, I, I like, please stop, shut up. So you're saying you put the hook after that initial intro. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do that is because I still want people to more so connect with me and my journey, which is going to be yeah. a years, a year long journey, like multiple years. Um, hopefully not too long, but multiple years. Um, so I kind of want people to still connect with me. So when they see one of my videos, even though I could kind of be talking about, you know, um, a vacation I took or, you know, me showing people how to package up their services, I want them to connect with the video, but I more so want them to connect with me and the journey that I have going on and kind of follow along on that journey. So that is why I do my intro and then my hook. Um, so the hook could be like, hey, have you? are you tired of not making any money as a creator or something like that? And so that kind of hooks people. And then I make the, you know, the video after that. Um, yep. And then like I do the hook, which is one line, something that kind of relates to me, um, how I've kind of used that. I use that like the very next sentence. And then um, I was watching a video by Ali Abdul. I forgot. I feel like Ali Abdul. He's very, yeah. He's a G, yeah. He's a G, yep. Love him. Um, I recently got into his stuff, and so one thing that stood out to me, he was on uh, The Colonist of Me. I don't know if you watched them. Yep. He was on their particular show, and he said, you know, the best piece of content are lists. And so recently I just started to kind of like really incorporate lists into everything that I do. So if um, if it's, you know, ways of standing out in your industry, I would like... Hey, are you tired of people overlooking you in your industry? These are the things, these are the three, these are the three things that I did to actually help me stand out. Number one is this. Yeah. Number two is this. Number three is this. And kind of do that. And then I just kind of wrap it up. And you're, the way that you're differentiating yourself is that you are making, because it's cinematic and because you're emphasizing your videography skill set, that's right. like, that's the thing that's emphasized versus it being like, super you in the front of it visual it's like look at all this stuff i'm doing this the aesthetic i'm presenting in front of you is really cool and then i'm also giving you the information so it's like you're hitting the, everything on the nail which is like mm-hmm. entertainment and then education um what uh do you do you do you boost it so like if you see one pops off do you go on and boost it again just to get more people or no I have before. Um, so right now I have a video that's going pretty hard. It's probably the video that you saw. Um, and that's at like almost close to like 50,000 uh, views on it right now. Normally I would boost yep. it, but um, that's kind of been doing good for like the last week where before I posted that video, I was probably like at 6,300 uh, followers. And now I'm, I probably hit a, uh, I probably hit 10,000 by... Next By the week. time this comes out, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, 
And so I might boost that one. Um, I might not. I might just see what it does, you know, naturally because it's been doing pretty good organic. So Love. I might just kind of continue doing that. Did you? So when you came up with this idea, how long have you been trying this idea, this particular one? Um, as far as like laying out the content this way? Yeah, laying out the content this way, starting with the intro, starting with the overlay. Like how, how long have you been testing this before it would probably you had this one? Yeah, it would probably have to be since around uh, November, December of last year. Wow. Um, so you've been doing this for that dedicated amount of time, and you're seeing it pay yeah. off almost 10 months later. Yeah, so last year, around this time, I was putting out a lot of content. I did like a, a Project 50 challenge where I, I did a video um, every day for 50 days. Uh, so when you're editing that, are you, are you, do you edit in Premiere? Do you edit in, in DaVinci? Where you, what, what's, your, what's your main uh, thing you edit? Premiere. Premiere. Do you all yeah. do you do the overlay? Well, I'm guessing. Or do you use a road? Do you use like like what do you do to when you record that overlay over top of it? Um. So it's crazy because that's usually like the last thing I do is the voiceover. Yeah. Um So I'll actually I have a uh, I have it right here. So I have uh, just a regular like uh, lavalier mic. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have a connector that goes into my phone. Yep. And so I'll go in my car and then I'll just record it. And then I do it like line by line. Like, so I script out everything. So I go line by line um, and then just kind of say it and kind of get the the emphasis on certain points and all that type of stuff. Um, But yeah, I just go in my car, record it, and then, you know, upload it to the computer and then just kind of start up, you know, editing from there. So if you're listening to this as a creative and you're saying, and, and for the creatives that are listening to this and saying like, how do I grow on social media? What, what you're seeing that Rashad did is, one, he's highlighting a part that's really important, which is that you have to create a narrative about yourself. Um, it's mm-hmm. important that you tell your own story through your content. You can educate, you can inform, and you can even commentate. But to get people to be invested in you, you have to have yourself be a story in your personal right. brand. And then the other thing that you're highlighting, which I love, is that you have to find a unique way to brand yourself and then to present that brand. Um, for example, I'm telling you that I'm going to steal this, I'm going to copy it. But the way that I steal and copy it means I have to do it for myself. Because if I just did what Rashad did, it would not be as good as Rashad. <laughs> so like, that's, just not, that's just not how it works out. Like Casey Neistat talks about people that are like just stealing from Casey Neistat. And it's like hmm. people ask him, how do you make a Casey Neistat? You can't make a Casey Neistat video. Yes, you can right. copy some, you can do some editing stuff. You can do, so, like, but the whole point is it's about how you tell your own story and your own narrative. So um, mm-hmm. think about how you can do that. This is a way to package a content piece that I think is really unique, especially if you're a videographer and especially if you want to cultivate something and maybe you don't feel comfortable in front of a camera. Maybe it's just like not your thing. Maybe you just like, you want to find a different way to cinematically show something better mm-hmm. than just using music, having your voice and your face be a part of it in some case is really, really beneficial. And I, I think Rashad just showing, I like, I have zero doubt you're going to hit. If, I think if you just continue with this this method, especially if you continue to give value in your list formatting, mm-hmm. and it's not just like just simply the fact that one video goes off or something, I think you'll easily hit 50k to to 75k followers just doing this because mm-hmm. it's really cool and it's it's and I think uh, it's just going to lead to a ton of clients for you as well. So I love that, and I just want creatives to think about like take this as an example. How can people support you? How can people follow you? Tell me, t- tell your at. I want people to follow you documenting this journey. 
Yes, yeah, so the best place that you can follow me is actually on Instagram. So that's uh, at Shad Harris, S-H-O-D-H-A-R-R-I-S. Um, if you want a little bit more of a, a long-form version of this journey, then you can actually go to my YouTube channel, and that's at Rashad Harris. Those are the major two things. Everything else you can kind of find from there. So Cool. I still love it. I love it, man. Definitely do it. All the, all the links are going to be in the description here, so please go follow and support Rashad, thanks for, for being here and giving value. And again, if, if someone needs to hear this, please send it to that one person. Really appreciate you. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Bye.